Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dating Intelligence. I'm Christopher Lewis, and I have an incredible guest on my show today, which is actually going to be my co-host. So I'm rolling solo again because Jamie Villamore is out gallivanting in her new Adventureland, European, whatever the hell she has podcast going on. So I had to bring my own people this time. So anyways, Jamie Villamore, shout out to you. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to Connor Linderuth, my producer who's producing the show with his videos and things like that. Shout out, Connor. And to the main people at the studio that I'm using, it's called the House of Cocottes. It's an amazing restaurant in downtown LA. They have all this amazing space, guys, event spaces, speakeasy, whatever you need. This is the place to come, the House of Cocottes. So thanks to the two Philippes. All right, now let's get into my guest right now because I don't want to take up any more time because I'm going to need her. She's got a lot going on, guys. So my guest co-host today is a comedian, writer, and actor that has created a dating comedy show that puts a fresh new spin on it for singles looking to find their match. It's a modern-day dating game that has you laughing as well as rooting for the bachelor or bachelorette to find their match for now. She has been featured in numerous magazines and shows and definitely can turn heads with her gorgeous golden locks. Please welcome Allison Goldberg to the show. What's up, Allie? Oh, where do we begin? <laughs> so many things are up and down and all around. Yes. yes. Um, but I'm happy to be here. Very I'm, happy to be here. I'm glad you made it here because, uh, guys, um, Allison walked in the door today and she's got a lot going on. So I'm just happy that you're here and you made it here. Yeah, so. we'll just fill them in that my housing collapsed and I wish that I were exaggerating in the slightest. Like literally collapsed. Yes. Yeah. And I just want to know since this is a dating show, like, is it cute that I have no home? <laughs> like is that a perk? You know, because I can come back to your place really easily because I don't have a place, you know? So that's what where we're at right now. But thank you for getting me out of um my friend's living room. That's really nice. But, yeah. So this all worked out today. And got, by the way, guys, um, Allison is looking for a place to stay. If you guys have anything available, you know. Are you single and you have a home? Hit me up. Yeah. That's a new tagline for singles, basically, yeah. right? If you have a home, I'm homeless. Hit me oh up. Oh, my gosh. Just to be clear, like there was flooding and extreme negligence by the landlord. So this is a true story that my entire building collapsed. And my heart really goes out to all the Christians in the building. Okay. Sincerely, I've never been so happy to be Jewish because it literally, we got a notice that we could never, we could not return to the building December 20th. And I'm like, if you, I'm Jewish, if you celebrate Christmas, this truly is your Grinch and Christmas yes, has been proven. Right. You know, people kept texting me like, oh my gosh, this is the worst time for this to happen. And I'm like, I don't know, frankly, as a Jew, <laughs> it might be the best time for this to happen. Like, things are pretty slow work-wise. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on to um, dating. No, and, but thanks for having you're me. You're welcome. All right. Well, you know, we're gonna, we can just segue into all this and just keep it going with this. Because I, I just want to know, basically, like, did it all collapse at once? Or was it just yeah, like a kind so, of... Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. Is like I, It's also kind of an interesting mm -hmm. story. Like, I think there's going to be a class action lawsuit. But... Um, I mean, I could talk your ear off about it because it's like what is happening for me. But the short version is like the bones of the building are still there, but there was extreme flooding and extreme negligence. So I'm on the ground floor. Okay. And my ceiling fell in. Yeah. So I cannot imagine what the top floor is. How many is floors, like. by the way? Only two. Okay. Only two. But I'm on the ground floor. Gosh. And my living room ceiling, I have photos. Literally, I came home and it was on the ground. It's like a little demolition oh, right it's, about now. It's, it's an unbelievable situation. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. um, yeah, wow. I hope it doesn't happen to anyone listening. Well, happy holidays, <laughs> man. It's just like, gee, what do so, you want for uh, the holidays, Allison? A house. A home. Literally anywhere. What do I want for the holidays? Yeah. 
holidays, all of my stuff might be ruined. So like, gosh, I might start a registry. You know, it's my time for a registry. I right. I'm going to pull a Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> See, this is one of the reasons why when landlords neglect their own buildings and think that they can just be these slumlord sort of situations yes. that when the shit really hits the fan, now you're going to be paying big time out of yeah, your Yeah, I mean, oh, it's wild. It's really wild. And you know, it's the heart of Santa Monica. And actually, while we were dealing with this, and now I'm meeting a bunch of the other tenants that I hadn't met before. One of them had just moved in December 1st. Oh, my God. It's a wild story, but, you know, I have my health. Yeah. Which I do sincerely mean. Okay. Because <laughs> that, that is the part that matters, you know. All right. I don't know that I have my sanity right yeah, now. Yeah, well, you don't need your sanity. that was always questionable. Isn't that a part of comedy, though? you got to have something exactly. to actually work with for the future, exactly. right? I have a lot more material now, <laughs> I think. Not yet, but I think in six months. Okay, you know, all right. Be, it might be a fun... The house is tumbling story. down. That's going to be a new uh, subject for you. It's tumbling. Yeah. yeah. All right. How are you? Do you have a home? I, I got a home. Just you know, rub it in, yeah, Chris. Well, rub it in. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got a home for now, That's you know, because cool. now I'm looking cool. over my head the whole time. You never know. Yeah. You never know. I, well, I was rock climbing, came home, no home. You know? Jesus, man. Yeah. Literally yeah. now the right home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's that's just shocking to me. I, I can't even imagine the people who are out of town when this happened, by the yes. way. Yes. So that, yes. that's the scary uh, that's part. A, it's really awful because I did manage to get some of my stuff out, but yeah, there's yeah. some. I, I I don't know specifics yet, but there's got to be someone who left. Who left early? December 18th, December right. 19th for Christmas. I'm going to Europe to have a European vacation, yeah. and then they'll be back on after the first of the year. And guess yeah. what happens? And 100% of their stuff mm-hmm. is. Ruined because there's also rumors of asbestos. So if you didn't get your stuff out quickly, it's not it's not safe. So okay. I mean, there are people that have to start over from, from scratch. And the point of this podcast today is get your renter's insurance, people. Uh, if yeah. you don't mm-hmm. have renter's insurance, I'm dead serious. Fuck dating. Get your renter's insurance. <laughs> like that is the most important I think that thing Trump's you can do for right yourself. There. You know? Definitely Trump's dating one thousand percent. So yeah. All right. Because so, it's the ultimate breakup when yeah. your home leaves you and you need insurance. Okay. Dating should come with insurance. Well, this that is would true. be great. They, I know? think they need dating insurance because all yes. of a sudden it's like some people actually might want their money back too. Can let's talk about that. How many people we have yes. a bad day? You know, I just want my money back. Where's my refund? Or that hoodie? You know, I know that's a big thing for the men. You should have dating insurance. <laughs> dating insurance. One thousand percent. This is actually a great business idea. You just pay like. Like five bucks a month, but then when you have a horrible breakup, you get paid out in some way. Uh, the more horrible the breakup, the more you get yes, paid out. Because something's being left behind, as we all know. Like for myself, when I break up with someone, I leave everything behind and I start with zero. Yes. Like, so I need that insurance. Yeah, the ground. You know, what if you don't want to, you know, ever see them again? You just leave your stuff, you know? Yeah. Collateral damage. It's Coll- not even collateral damage. I'm trying to there. brainstorm titles now. Like, what, what do we call this <laughs> insurance? But I think there's a huge market. Yeah. So. Well, let's call it, well, we, maybe we call it collateral damage. Coll- Collateral dating. How about that? I'm going to think dating about dating. it and come back with a great okay. title, to be All honest. Right. It's got to be really punny, and we're going to get there. Well, yeah. okay, so let's segue to that then, because yeah. you have really great ideas with great names and stuff. And so I want to segue off of that now, because you've came up with an amazing show, by Thank the way. Thank you. That's, it's a stage show that I, when I saw it, and by the way, just now that I'm going to talkify as one of the, the only male dating coach for talkify, which I pride myself in, um, it's one of those things where they sent out this e-bike thing of just things going on in LA, and I was just like, and I, um, and I was just, sorry, Ben, Brian. And I was just like, oh my God, what is this? And I read it and oh. I go, I fell in love with it right away. Oh, wait, you got an Eventbrite email about it? Of an Eventbrite, things, the just, things going on in LA. And it probably tailors it to you because you're interested in dating. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, so, I'm glad to know I'm getting in the emails. Yeah, you know? and yeah. that's how it was. And literally, yeah. and that's how I found it. So I looked, I go, oh my God. So let's talk about your show, Love Isn't yeah, yeah, Blind. Yeah. To say, so how did you come up with the idea? And, and and it's just been doing fantastic. And it's, it's, it seems amazing. Thank you. It's, I mean, it's 
truly so much fun to do. It's a total blast. It's called Love Isn't Blind. Mm-hmm. And you actually saw a bit of a spin-off version, but um, the, the, the crux of it is that it's a dating show where the men can't speak. And I joke because sometimes men should be seen, but not really. <laughs> um, but you actually saw a queer one. Uh, so a small sidebar that a lot of audience members were started requesting other versions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, if you want it, I'm happy to. So now I am doing queer versions. But the show generally is the dating show where the men can't speak. Um, and there, you know, of course, as always, there's like a short, medium and long version for why I created it. But I would say, um, two things. First of all, I have created a a lot of shows in my career. Um, that's what I have been doing for many, many years. And so post pandemic, it was this very weird time where I hadn't created a show in a long time because we were quarantined. Yeah. Could not create shows in life in a live theater. And so it was interesting to realize that I had a lot of fear around it, which okay. was just such a mind fuck for lack of a better word, because it was this thing that I'd always done. And so actually I, I walked into the Crow for an open mic and you've also performed at the Crow. And mm-hmm. I walked in and I decided I'm going to rent this theater. I'm just going to rent it. I'm going to rent it right now. And then I will have to create a show. And that, so, and post that's exactly what I did by the way. Yeah. I, yeah. I always joke I'm a big advocate of, of of creating your own deadlines, right? Mm-hmm. So then I had to do it. And post-pandemic, I wanted to create something rowdy and interactive where people would meet each other. Because dating or not, I think people are really hungry for human interaction yep. and they're really hungry to meet each other. And something that I'm really proud of, although the singles in my audience might not agree with this, but I'm really proud of how many people in relationships come to the show and come back. And as you know, because you saw it, the people mm-hmm. in relationships have a role. They have, I tell them they have a responsibility to wing people, the single people. And I love uh, how many people come back. And when you buy a ticket, it says if you're single and ready to mingle, leave a fun fact about yourself. And I use those in the show. And I now have people in relationships writing, not single, but ready to wing person <laughs> because they've been before and they know the drill. Of so, course, yeah. So that was one part. And I love how many just like friendships are coming out of the show. Like there are contestants from different shows who ends up meeting each other because they'll That's come back in the audience. And, like, I've had men who do the show. They come back to watch the next one. And then when a guy gets eliminated, they, like, approach him. And they're like, hey, man, I got eliminated, too. It's, yeah. like, very cute. And now they're besties. So I'm loving that. And then separately, of course, there's also the story of my friends and I always complain that men don't ask questions no. on date, dates. They just talk about themselves and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and, yeah. talk, and talk and talk. And I thought, what if... They stop talking. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but what's the saying? Like, you know, what, what a lot of women say, it's like, oh, no, he's cute as long as he doesn't say anything too stupid. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's like a lot of shit comes out of guys' mouths. And that's one of the things that I pride myself in with what I do. It's like, I try to teach guys. It's like, look, it's like, it's learn to listen. You know, yeah. like, uh, you know, when you're at, ask the questions, listen, and then I'll see the reciprocation. It's fine. But don't overindulge on stuff that no one wants to hear. Just, just kind of. Turn your attention to the woman and just let yeah. them just just be a good listener for once, you know. Yeah. Keep all your ego shit out of the way. Just listen. Yeah. So I, I I love the process of that. Yeah, but I, I would add ask questions. You know, yeah. I think um, yeah. I don't know if they're just sometimes I think men are just expecting us to just reveal things, and it's like you do have to ask. But um, yeah, and actually to your point about listening, you saw a queer version of the mm-hmm. show, but in the straight version, the final round we hear the men's voices, and generally the joke I make is final round. All these, all we're doing is testing the straight men's listening skills. All they have to do is ask the bachelorette a question based on something they learned about her throughout so the this show. This evening, yeah, yeah. Okay, so and how many people it. actually? How are the guys at that point? Are they are they in tune at that point? Are you they know, really listening? A lot of the men do bomb in that section, and which you know, the audience is like, ooh, you yeah. know, they glaze. You know, all guys glaze. Yeah, it's a thing I they have to say on the men's behalf. Something I love about the show, too, is it's not performers. These are real guys. Mm-hmm. And 
the other thing about it is I joke about the men not speaking and men need to listen, but the men who apply to do this show are great men. They're men who are here for the feminist joke. They're right. here for the shenanigans. Yeah. They so, know what they're getting into. Yes. They're, mm-hmm. The men who do the show are, are wonderful men, and we can talk later about like my intake process and the men that I don't have to do the show. But I will say on the men's behalf, that round I'm starting to think like maybe isn't, it isn't totally fair because I also think they're just really nervous. Like They're not used to being on stage. Of course, yeah. And suddenly I've sprung on them that they have to... Um, ask her a question. I mean, I think it's simple. They just ask her anything based on what they learned about her. But you know, they are they are really nervous and they're okay. Well, here's a good here's a question then of them being nervous. Then, yeah. so when you're vetting the guys that come up on stage, are there questions? How how is their dating history? Like yeah. you know, for most of these guys, you feel like a lot of them are just like you know, I haven't dated in a while. Some are like you know, they're like a ladies man, or is it just a whole combination of the gamut of just you know, I need this kind of guy, I need that kind of person, just to make it interesting. Because if they're all just like guys who just yeah. really don't date. Then they're all that nervousness also is going to come across as just like they don't know what to do anyways. Yeah, I will say that a lot of the men in that final round where they have to ask a question, they knock it out the fucking park and they ask like really thoughtful questions. Oh, that's great. And you hear the women in the audience be like, oh, that's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? So a lot of the men ask beautifully thoughtful questions as well. Okay, but good. you know, I've started to notice the men who kind of freak out at that part. I'm like, mm, they really just might be nervous because they're not performers. So I'm thinking about how to maybe re- I'm always thinking like how do I make tweaks and restructure yeah. things. But um, in terms of who applies, um, it is difficult. Like people think I'm inundated with applications, mm-hmm. but I'm not. So listeners, please apply. Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think first of all, I post a lot of clips on social media, and so people are scared. They're like, I yeah, they're gonna be seen. I work at Google. I don't want you putting sex stuff about me on the internet. And I actually don't post anything without consent. So okay. my email. Um, your producer, Connor Linnerith, does all the filming and editing for my show. He's incredible. He's the only person who's been with me since this very first show. Um, but we we text drafts to every single contestant okay, beforehand. Good. So, but you know, so I'm I'm having some issues on my end about communicating that I actually care about your privacy and consent and all of that. Um, but you know, a lot of people are are scared because they it's it is it is a comedy show, but. I'm getting men who are really tired to answer your actual question. Yeah, that's okay. I'm getting this... men who are really tired of swiping and they are up for shenanigans. Okay, I, I kind of joke slash it's real that my best contestants tend to be guys who work in tech or advertising. They have a real job, but they've taken <laughs> improv for fun. Right? Okay, yeah. They yeah. have some they have some idea of what they're getting to and they've been on stage and possibly a little bit. But yes. okay, so it yes. all fits into the range of who your contestant is, which yes. Stage show. Yeah. yeah. And, and I joke, you know, we love a man who does improv but doesn't do improv, you know. And, and so a lot of men, you know, they're taking it for fun. They're up for shenanigans. And again, I think everyone's tired of swiping. I was actually listening to an episode um, like, oh, it was the one with the CEO of Talkify about how you think matchmaking will have a renaissance because people are so tired of swiping. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to that. Um, people just don't want to swipe anymore. But and then the other difficult part for me on my end is like I do want to take into account diversity, personality types, okay. right? So I've had some really introverted men apply who actually say, hey, this show looks great because I'm not going to stick my foot in my mouth and say something silly and I'm nervous to talk on stage or whatever. But I don't want to necessarily two introverted types on stage. So I am, there's just so many factors that people don't realize. So actually, well, should, plus probably matching yeah. for the bachelorette that you might yes, have there as exactly. well. exactly. So you know, I have to revise my mm-hmm. earlier statement, which is that like I do have a lot of applications but it's really tough to find ones where it's like, okay, you're in the right age range. You actually seem like you have some things in common with this yeah. bachelorette. You look like you'll be fun on stage. And, and I'm taking into account diversity and things like that. Okay. So there's just a ton of factors that go into it. So that is a part that I'm still really trying to figure out how to streamline and make it easier for myself. And I think 
Well, um, if you need yeah. me help with that, Allison, I'll help you. Oh my with that. god, it's so, that's, so that's that I much help out pretty quickly, reaching you know? the men. Yeah. Reaching no. women is much easier. Right. You want four men to compete for you, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I need to reach more good men, and um, which is I, always yeah. very difficult because I mean, even yeah. putting together mixers or or like you know, like little dating, whatever you're doing, it's like the the common through line with a lot of people who are doing mixers and things like you're doing. It's like. We're the guys, you know, we can always yeah. get a lot of women together, but it's the guys that are very tough to find because it's like, you have to find that perfect age range or if they're yeah. even like age, like even if those guys, if they date the age appropriate type women as well, that's right. another thing as well. Right. So when you get into the older bracket, yeah. it's like, you now you're really have a very few to pick from. Right. Right. And I also get a lot of older men being like, Oh, you know, 28's in my age range. And I'm like, bro, you're not in hers. You know what I mean? Thank it's you just very like, much, yeah, right? yeah. it's been wild. I tell yeah. people exactly what I think. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, yeah, I can talk all day about the types of things that the men tell me and women. It's actually been nice for me. It's kind of leveled the playing field where I'm seeing things that the men are doing wrong and I'm seeing things the women are doing. Wrong. Good. So well, it's like, Oh, okay. You're okay. getting a good mix, but this is why the yeah. show is successful. I feel like, because it's yeah. like, you're putting your spin on it. And what I love about when you're up on stage, when the, that I've seen of you, it's like, you just like, you can just go with the flow. Like you're just like, just kind of just running this thing like seamlessly. Thank like, you. It's seamlessly. Thing to do. Yeah. It's, it's just like <laughs> when we were watching, I was like, it's so easy for you up there, you know, because it's like, obviously you're your showing you've done enough of it right now to in yeah. order to figure out how to make it run. But if your bachelorette or the bachelor, if they're kind of more of like, not say introvert, but they're just not giving enough, yeah. you can really jump in there and put that extra stuff on them, which I love. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And, and the show is more fun if we um, believe a real match can be made. Right. So and I think of that from I'm really a theater dork at heart. And it's like the show is better if there are stakes. Right. If we So my favorite moments are when we realize actually that some of these contestants have something in common That's really great. could so it's so it's tough because i'm not a matchmaker but the the show is better when i can make real matches yeah and yeah and you can feel it like something that happened really one of the early shows is we had a bachelorette and she's this like beautiful amazing bassoonist but she revealed that she secretly uh, sees herself as a dork and she loves anime and and then later you know in one of the rounds i searched the guy's phones and all this anime i was i was searching his youtube watches okay, okay. And all this anime popped up <laughs> and the audience like screamed right because they're realizing that they have so much in common and also like i think it came out also that he plays music and she's a bassoonist you know and, and the audience you can feel it oh i also did a queer show where the tension between the bachelorette and the ultimate winner was so intense, like the whole room could feel. Oh, that's great! Like their chemistry was so crazy. At one point, I was like, "Am I gay? Like, what is <laughs> happening?" But it's so fun for the audience. Like yes, at one it is. point, yeah. they just stood up and started walking towards each other, and that's I was like, "We're not at the show's not over." Okay, and, but they did choose each other, right? <laughs> Ultimately, she chose. Okay. Her. And she told me after she's like the second. So the bachelorette chose this hot older lesbian, and she was like. The second she came on stage, I knew it was her. It was oh, just a process of in what yeah. order to right. eliminate the others. But the audience could feel it. You know, and then at the after party, they made out of the bar and everybody went wild. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a more fun show when I can make real matches, but then it makes my job so hard on the other end because I'm a comedian, not a matchmaker. Yeah, you but know? but so. you do it well. And like I said, and I appreciate the fact that you've actually, the way that you do the structure of the show, especially with the after party after, that's allowing everyone else in the audience now to interact with whomever they want to, social settings. Once again, like you said, how you started this whole thing was just to get the back people back in the social environment again. You know, people meeting yeah. each other, people talking, and I, you're doing yeah, that. I actually announced this at your show because I found out that day, mm -hmm. but there's... Two people who met in the audience 
one year ago at my show, and they are engaged. That's incredible. It's crazy. Kudos to that. It's See, crazy. you're you're working run there, Allison. They owe me Allison. a fucking testimonial video. <laughs> yeah, do you do you ask for many of those, by the way? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. Good. Keep it <laughs> they going. They don't give them to me. Well, you know, like look directly into one of the cameras pointed at us. They know if this clip goes online, this couple knows who they are. They both follow me. You owe me a testimonial <laughs> video. And how hard is that, guys? I mean, come on. Look what you found at the show. That's a 30 simple seconds. You plug. met in the audience. Simple plug. Yeah. You know, they be, they need to be plugging your show all day long. All right day. All day long. All they, need, <laughs> they need to get matching tattoos. We met at Love Isn't Blind. All right. So, by the way, Love Isn't Blind now, it's, it's travels. It's, uh, here it's going yeah. to San Francisco. You're probably taking to New York. Okay. And so, yeah. this is great, though. So, how do you feel like you're going to get the audience to go to those shows? How, how's that coming for you right now in order to travel with this? Oh, well, knock on wood, it's been easy so far. But I feel like the second I say that publicly, marketing is going to become a disaster. But um, we've gone to Seattle. I say we because your producer, Connor, is also my, my videographer. He's my boy. Um, Love we you, took it to, <laughs> I really do. We took it to Seattle, and I don't know. It was, I mean, you know, when I go to other cities, I start small, 100 seats, but I really didn't have to do much. I think that the social media is selling the show, and Good. now because I'm traveling with it infrequently, I think when people hear that it's going to their city, it sells. That's perfect. I think, you know, we'll see how it goes when I well, re- regardless, though, Allison, you know, like, you, like yeah. you just said, it's like it's like it's word of mouth and things like that. Like I was impressed like, with the amount of people that influx to the show. I was yeah. like, wow. And my thought process was like, how the hell does she do this? It's like, you know, it's, <laughs> but it's organically yeah. done yeah. because it's a good show. That's Thank all that you. it means. It's a good show. Something that's cool is, um, well, the number of people who tell me my friend came last month and told me I had to go because in L.A. it's monthly. Mm-hmm. So the number of people are just like my friend went last month that I had to go. But also people are finding out about it. Through social media, again, thanks to Connor, yeah. who cuts my clips. So, yeah, people are also, I think social media and word of mouth, social media is so interesting because I think people develop a parasocial relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Where they, they do. think that yeah. they know it or they feel like they've seen it. So those are really the two main avenues. And don't forget that they can relate to it. That's yeah. the main thing as well. Yeah. You know, it's like, because it, how many people are actually, if they're seeing this and taking the time to look at clips, they're single. Yeah. You know, or they're interested or they like the concept. All, yeah. all the above. Yeah. It's and a win-win. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I want to give a shout out to my sponsor who's literally saved my life this winter, and that goes out to Factor. Factor, as you guys know, is a ready-to-eat meal service that makes eating better every day and easy. I mean, I just don't have the time around this time of the year to go to the store, especially when it's cold outside after a long day of work. I just want to go home and hibernate, and the last thing I want to do is to cook something. So with Factor, you get a two-minute meal, fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. I mean, think about this, guys. You get snacks, smoothies, and mores, whatever you like from this company, and it's delivered directly to your home. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for a fast upscale option done easily, and you have so many choices to choose from calorie smart vegan and veggie and more and for me i just like to do it all and when i go to my fridge and get that meal out i know exactly what i'm in for and it's going to be great tasting every time so there's no prep no mess meals factor meals are 100 ready to heat and eat and like i said before and there's no prepping cooking or cleanup needed so if you want to learn more about them head to factormeals.com dating 50 and use code dating 50 and get 50 percent off your first box and take this time to really check out factor and once again go to factor meals dot com slash dating 50 and use code dating 50 to get 50 percent off i don't know I, I i love doing it i hope i hope it just keeps growing but it's it's a fun time and it's different every time because the men are different yeah. and in 2024 i really want to play more with new rounds and new shenanigans and things like that and i do crowd work too so one of my favorite moments ever is 
this guy ended up eating a pie in the audience <laughs> with his bare hands in under a minute. I mean, it was completely insane, right? I mean, people were losing their minds and those are moments you just can't ever recreate. Right. They're never going to happen again, you know? And so people left that show and I saw like tickets immediately after the show, right? Like after that show, it's like you, pe- people just left and bought tickets to the next Yeah, one. I've been, yeah. I've been playing it like, like a ton. Like oh, I'd say you, you have to go you, see this show. Thank so. you, Yes, bring me all, all your men Oh, oh trust me. I'll, when, once the scene flicks on my dating intelligence up, that's the whole point of this oh, as well. Oh, thank you. So. I will take great care of you men, I promise. <laughs> well, speaking of men, now that's yeah. on that subject, how's your dating life going? Oh. And has there been any of these guys that you might have seen on the stage that are like, you know what, this might be a little <laughs> for me as you giggle and laugh? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I did. I, I, I dated one contestant briefly. <laughs> I should say, like, you know, this is not, um, I think people joke, like, look at this pipeline for yourself. I'm like, that's not why I thought right. I created this show. You know, I, I enjoy being the puppet master, not the puppet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, some of the guys have asked me out, but, like, I don't know. It's not really, yeah, and sometimes, like, they don't realize that I'm older than them. And <laughs> right. Well, you know what? So, yeah. you know, it's. Yeah, but also, I get just to put it in some perspective, I've done the show probably 20, 25 times now, so we're looking at like 100 men, and I think I've gone on dates with like three of them. So okay. it's, it's very small. It's All very right, small. well, outside of that, I don't, though, I don't so... want people to think that, like, uh, I mean, I don't mind you asking, right. but I don't want people to think that, like, that's what I'm doing the show. No, 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 <laughs> not, 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 that's why I wanted outside of the yeah, show, though. Basically, but have I made like... out with some of them? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, hello, if you have the opportunity, you might as well. Yeah. It's your, like, but I, I always say, it's your show. You do what you want. Yeah, I also think uh, a lot of men are scared of me after the show, because, like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but like I'm kind of on fire on no, stage. No, you are I'll on fire. Anything, and and that's like, the beauty of it. Now, I have, yeah, I have, but it eliminates uh, the type of guys that can handle you, though. And so they're like, oh yeah, I kind of like that. You know, I, I, yeah, think, yeah, I, yeah. Can, I think I can be with this. Yeah, I think I can you're get scared though. I am. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. I had one guy call out while I was on stage, "Are you single?" And I was like, "See me after the show." He never did. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they're scared. So then what are you looking for then for yourself? I, I know you're really, really yeah. busy with like everything kind of going on right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's like the least you're worth right now is having a guy. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, in the meantime, are you always on the lookout for yourself as well and, and doing your work in other, in other, yeah, to I'm look looking for, for a man with a home. Um, <laughs> that's a good heard, start. If you have a house that is hot, yeah. you know, guys, you might even take a, a couch room, right now. You, know? you just have something. You have a studio yeah. apartment. <laughs> I am in. No, uh, I want someone, uh, smart and funny who okay. I am attracted to. That yeah. is what I want. Who's very nice and emotionally available. That's, that's a, this seems to be easy, but sometimes it's, it's so not that hard. Easy. Yeah. A lot of people seem that way. And then like, you know, they disappear for days and you're like, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. I hear you. All right. So, all right, guys. So we have Allison Goldberg on the show and she's got this amazing show called Love Isn't Blind. And she's on stage all the time, comedian, writer, just doing amazing stuff. And so um, I'm going to segue now into something that she just ended up on. But yeah. Wait, but I wanted to say for your listeners before Uh we segue that, um, you know, if you do apply to the show, I do take care of the men. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I think scare the men, right? Like I search their phones and stuff like that. But I do tell them in advance, like if there's anything you don't want me to touch, I'm not going to fucking touch it. So like there's a lot of that. Um, I love the fact that you go on their phones though. I feel like it's like, you know what? That's, it's like they're just giving up their privacy. And the thing is like I gauge, you know, I have, I zoom with each of the men before they apply through my website and then I zoom with all of them beforehand and I try to gauge their personality, right? Because some of them you can tell and some of them say to me, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. One guy said to me, if you have to sabotage me for the joke, sabotage me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to, but we're going to be good friends. Yeah, and we right. are now. You know? know. <laughs> so I, I try to gauge what they're comfortable with. Um, recently, I had a guy say, um, you're going to want to search 
my Amazon history because I just planned a bachelor party. And I was like, noted, right? And then nice. I searched it on stage and it's like dildo, 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 12 Hawaiian shirts, you know? So I was like, thank you for this gift. So, you know, there's... Here, the thing is, like, a lot of people are like, oh, is it a roast show? Like, my job is to make everyone look amazing and for everyone to have a great time. Yeah. And everyone, the audience has a better time if you do a great job. If you go on my show and you knock it out of the fucking park, the audience goes wild and you feel great. Right. So, like, it's not in my interests to, to humiliate anyone. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, to put all their dirty laundry out there where it's going to make them, not even after the show, if they get off, like, first contestant off. Yeah. Now they have to look at them like, I don't want to talk to that guy. Yeah, you know? I want people to and people the contestants are getting dates from the audience a lot of the guys tell me it's actually great to be that the, the dream spot is runner up because oh, you do all the shenanigans yes, and then yeah, you can go right because they know a little bit more about audience. him as well that's why yeah, I yeah. love that spot because when people are, as you know in the audience you get a wristband based on your relationship status mm-hmm. so anyway just that little plug that if you do apply I, and you're selected I will take great care of you alright guys you heard it you gotta put your stuff out there and take a chance I mean like you said it's like what can it possibly hurt it's like the odds of Bobby getting on the show who cares but just try and like once again it's like it's, yeah. it's a great show yeah. but check it out for sure but like I said we're going to continue to like the show is still a part of this but we're going to segue into the fact that I know that you said some of the guys you've been like talked to they just end up just disappearing right mm, so yeah. our episode for the day is called breaking up is hard to do you know oh, that's our mm-hmm. episode so it's like how many times have you thought about breaking up with someone but always find yourself struggling to end that relationship and so there's different ways how people break up I know you have something coming yeah. out in the future uh, yeah, about yeah. you know texting and things like that so yeah. Guys, what we're going to talk about right now is breaking up, you know, and there's people break up in all sorts of weird sort of ways, but we're also going to talk about the right way to actually go through the process. So, um, like I know, like people, you know, texting, break up, ghosting, um, you know, um, just probably having a friend tell you, hey, you know what, they're not dating you anymore. So just all these weird ways. That feels so middle school. (laughs) That was the last time I did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are in LA. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. You know, so a lot of middle school guys here, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Wow. So what do you think about that? You know, about breaking up. If the up. friend breaks up with you, can you date the friend? Or but maybe that's not a good egg either for him to be the one that's like, sure, I'll break up your girlfriend for you. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's a tough position to be in. Yeah. Unless you're trying to date the girl and trying to be the hero. You know? Yeah. Think about it. So Yeah. You know, I didn't like her anyways. Dude, you break up for her for me. Are you sure about that? I mean, remember the movie Love Actually? Like, oh, a toxic about, movie. You know, like Absolutely at the end of that with the whole life stuff. I mean, what was that about, <laughs> by the way? You know? I just think it's wild that that movie is supposed to be like the pinnacle of like beauty and romance and love. And I, I think... I, I never watched it as a kid. So okay. I watched it for the first time like two years ago. And I was like, this is trash. Yeah. <laughs> These are all... The, the almost... It's like three of the five to seven relationships are Failures. older men... Mm-hmm in very questionable relationships with women half their ages, like the prime minister and his intern. Then there's, um, what is it, Colin Firth? Why am I blanking on names? Yeah, he's him. dating like uh, his assistant who's half his age who doesn't speak his language at that's all. That's right. That's romantic. Yeah. That they cannot communicate. Like, right, right. They communicate through expressions. That's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Even though I run a show where they can't speak. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, but the sexual tension there for that even happened. If there's a sexual tension spoken without words, that I can agree with. Because, right, you know, but then fuck it out. But you don't Exactly, say, right, yeah. right. So, but yeah. there was none of that on there either, though. Yeah. But even, like, the last scene, I mean, what is that? Your best friend's coming to you telling his wife now. Oh, my gosh, so messed up. Yeah, it's supposed to be romantic, that note card scene. But yeah. yeah. You knock on your best friend's door and say, lie to my best friend slash your husband because <laughs> I'm professing my love to you. What? I feel like I'm looking for um, what's his name, John Cusack, to come with the with the stereo at the end of that scene. That was a better play. At least <laughs> yeah, do that yeah, yeah, and like yeah. have the song do Anything. it. Anything. Right. Would be 
that. But where do you go from there? I mean, where does that guy go from there? You just walk away just like, That's well, what he does. at least I... At least I said right. my piece. And then the creepy wedding video where they finally watch the wedding video and it's yeah. just close-ups of her. Yeah, that is creepy. Like, bro, you need a restraining order. Totally. Yep. So yeah. that, she should have creeped out Therapy? on that. Therapy? Yeah, yeah. Not it's even go to the door. Cute. It's not cute. <laughs> anyway, what's your question? No, no, no. That, that was the question. <laughs> how to break up. Yeah, how to break up. So... You know, so, all right, guys, so I'm going to go give you a couple of uh, tips on, you know, should you break, like, let's say, should you break up or work it out? That's another thing as well. Sometimes I feel like people jump the gun on a breakup. You know, I know I probably maybe have done that once. I'm like, we're broken up. You know, and it's like, and I walk away and I go, wait a minute, did I just do that? It's like, uh, and then you go groveling back. Uh And then the girl's like, I thought we were broken up. It's like, well, you know, I kind of left my stuff here. So yeah. how do we get back? Yeah. <laughs> Something. But, but you can leave yourself there as long as you have our dating insurance. <laughs> that I don't know what it's called, but yeah. Um, don't yeah. do it insurance. How about that? Yeah, don't yeah, do yeah. it insurance. So that's the first and foremost. Like if you're if you're not in the right relationship, just don't do it. That should be the insurance. But to not to not do the relationship if it's not exactly because yeah. remember once again it's, it's almost like a money back guarantee sort yeah. of thing. So yeah. that's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I have so many thoughts on you know. I mean, 50% of marriages don't work out. And I'm always curious how many of those, like, did you know walking down the aisle that this was, like, not a good idea? Yeah. And most of them actually probably after the fact, they say, yeah. that's what that's what my girlfriend said, by the way. She actually, when she got married, she literally said, you know, she goes, I knew walking down the aisle that this was not the person for me. Yeah. And wow. a year later, you know. Yeah. So, but that it's like, we hear stories about this all the time. Yeah. It's like the same reason on, like, you know, before they go down the aisle, like, I don't know about this. And you're, yeah. and you're clearly looking at them going... Why are you doing this? Is not the person for yeah, you. Yeah. You know. I I've spoken to a lot of women that are that have said you know it just seemed like it was the next thing we were supposed to do. They're just like on the track mm-hmm. and and you know people talk about cold feet like so they convince themselves that it's like acceptable that they have all these massive doubts. But right. But I think the um, the shiny object of called um, the wet like you know getting the wedding together like yeah. the planning all that stuff kind of clouds all that so it yeah. becomes a fantasy yeah. which keeps it like you said it keeps people out that fantasy barrier when all of a sudden when all that's done it's like shit did I just do this I, I, I can't even imagine and I can't even imagine the guys you know in that sense though the guys just probably just go along because like if I say anything I'm gonna get shot you know <laughs> basically you know maybe but if you feel that way you definitely shouldn't be dating you should date someone where you feel like you can talk you right. know? and that's the thing and so like so let's again t- even though i ran a dating show where the men can't speak but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the whole process i, I want to talk about you know about um breaking up it's hard to do because i yeah. feel like a lot of people you know like there there's just all these unspoken words sometimes on how people in a relationship and they don't really know how to go about either staying in a relationship or getting out of the relationship you know yeah. sometimes i feel like it's run its course you know, you can actually see it sort of, of course, it's like, well, why are they together? But then sometimes I feel like people who do break up for, you know, the wrong reasons as well sometimes, whether they're either jealous, um, they're getting the wrong, or they're just not asking the right questions, you yeah. know, in order to like work something out. They're just yeah. going, or some people just are just too insecure. So like, I'd rather just break up now before he breaks up with me or she breaks up with me. Yeah. So there's all these weird sort of situations going on all the time. It's, yeah. it's just endless ways of doing it. But, yeah. 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 I mean, my, my main thing is just that people need to be doing it with empathy. So I have a show coming out, um, February 14th called how to break up by text it's going to be on a major audio platform that for some reason I'm not supposed to say out loud, but you, oh, great. you have it on your phone. So nice. anyway, it's, yeah. but it's called How to Break Up by Text. It's based on a live show I used to do. So mm-hmm. I used to, I a show that I used to do before the pandemic is I would take audience members' phones live on stage and perform their breakup texts with a guest comedian. Okay. And it was wild. People, the show's called How to Break Up by Text, and it was fascinating how many people bought a ticket not knowing what was going to happen, but they have their screenshots ready because it's this event that we don't have 
closure. We don't have catharsis. And so people were fucking, they were so ready. They'd be like, well, I had sex with them three times. And then this happened. And, that, and in front of a room of strangers, it was, it was wild. Yeah. So anyway, it's it was bought and turned into an audio version. And that's coming out in February. And for that format, celebrities perform your breakup tests. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's then an great. expert joins and we break down your breakup. And the main thing I think is just, first of all, breakup texts are funny because they're these accidental scripts like again from a theater dork perspective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we have a script that is not meant to be said out loud what happens when you say it out loud and of course nobody wants to write too much then you look psycho or you know people putting emojis all caps spelling errors <laughs> like it's really wild but the fact is like a lot of people i'm seeing long-term relationships end by text and it's just like the only time anyone should ever break up by text is if it's like you've been on never. a date or it's two never break well text, i, I you know? uh, yeah i think if it's like you've just been on a date or two you're not really dating it's almost like a letting them know like hey, i'm really not feeling this so that they're not so that it's an alternative to ghosting right okay. i think yeah. instead of ghosting right. do a breakup text but otherwise i think like technology allows us to take the easy road out on mm-hmm. a lot of things and i don't think the easy road is necessarily the right road just because it's easier so I think texting is fine if it's, again, like two dates in or something. I mean, the fact Well, that's is, acceptable. Yeah, that's yeah, acceptable. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, this didn't work out. Yeah. These are new. It's still... Yeah, I, that I, think, I agree. I think ghosting is kind of weird at this point. Also, especially, like, if you have mutual friends and stuff like that. It's like, why, why are you doing this? Like, we could just... I don't know. I also make so many exes my friends. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you don't, you don't need to ghost me. Like, we could transition this into friendship just fine, you know? Yeah, but Unless are you they, something really fucked Okay, up. but are they open to that, though? <laughs> that's the thing, though. You some know, of them because, are, okay. yeah. Right. Yeah, some of them are. Yeah, right. That's fine too. Yeah. It's so. just, I just think that is yeah. just like, once again, like I, the texting about it, I agree with there, but it's the ghosting, yeah. things like that. No. Um, open communication. I feel like I always tell people, regardless, so you just got to have a face to face with the person and do it. Yeah. You know, don't do it in a public space, though, by the way. Yeah. Make sure it's in the confines of just like somewhere where it's quiet. You both can hear each other and not going to be in a public space where it's too loud or the person can get too emotional, you know, because of now you're just yeah. setting them up. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, there was one, this went viral many years ago, but there was a guy who, um, asked his wife for a divorce on the subway he was typing and an email okay and, and like this went viral because there was a whole discussion about how some woman is about to receive an email asking for a divorce and at the end it's going to say sent from my iphone and it's just like we you know when you're taking the easy way out and it's not necessarily the right way so it's just like people are just lying to themselves when they break up kind of like the wrong way like you you know you owe some level of empathy to yeah. the other person right like, but Unless it's toxic, then fucking for sure. block yeah. them, do whatever you need no, to do. No, they just like get out as fast as possible. It's actually abusive. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, like, I left the key on the mat, and I'm out. You know, yeah. like, that, I, yeah. that, that all day long I agree with, though, for yeah. sure. But how do you feel like that sets the person up for the next one, then? Think about that. If someone, like, you right. said like that, it's like, what does that show to now I'm dating this person who, like, sent an email to, like, to yeah. get a divorce, yeah, and you yeah, can yeah. even, like, go face-to-face with that? Yeah. Unless she's just, like, you know, batshit crazy or something. That yeah. I understand as well, yeah. but at least get your lawyers involved at this point or whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, well, Dan Savage has the campsite rule, which I love, which is basically leave it better than you found it, right? <laughs> so, and I think that's great, right? Because we are fucking each other up mm-hmm. in the head. And it's funny because when it happens to us, we're like, this is the worst thing. That's how could they do this? And then of we course. turn around and we do the same thing to someone else, right? So right. Like, we're fucking each other up in the head. Stop fucking each other in the head. That's not what we're supposed to. Actually, no. some people like fucking in the head. <laughs> but that's, you know what I'm saying? That's like a different orifice. Anyway, so I, yeah, I just think we should be better. <laughs> 
Although, you know, I say this stuff live, and you know, there's some guy that's going to be in the comments being like, she fucking ghosted me. And I'm going to be like, all right. Of course. Know. Yeah, of course. And then he's like, and then I go to the next role anyway. It's like, yeah, okay, Steve, know. there you go. I, I have yeah. of accidental ghosts where I'm like, man, I really owe this person a text. And then I'm like, whoa, four days have gone by. You know what I mean? So, like, we all. They're not going to want to hear from me anymore anyway. Yeah, Hopefully you they- know. <laughs> but I just think we need to be treating each other better. I've actually, um, at this point in my life, I force men to have conversations with me. And it's very helpful. Wait, what do you mean? Go ahead, explain like, about that. Like, there was this one guy where, um, wow, I mean, it's a doozy of a story. He had so, I mean, how much of the story should I tell? Basically, he told me, um, I'm trying to make it short, but he basically, I wasn't allowed to sleep in. Okay. Because he, it, and it, he got really weird, and I was like, do you not? trust me because he had to leave in the morning and so i was like do you not trust me alone in your home? so he didn't want you there basically bottom line no well so i said do you not want me do you not trust me in your home that you it was, it was something was weird and he goes we don't know each other well enough yet and i was like that's fucking nuts i didn't say that but okay. i was like first of all if you're comfortable inside of my body you should be comfortable right. with me inside of your house asleep on a saturday morning <laughs> Full stuff, you right. know? And also, like, sidebar, I have mega insomnia. I don't I don't drink alcohol because of my insomnia. Like, okay. he knows that I have an insomnia issue and he was going to fucking nudge me awake. And then, of course, um, and so I'm just, like, completely taken aback. And he clearly wanted me gone immediately. And I was like, I sat down at his kitchen table and I was like, hey, we're going to have a conversation about this. And I forced him to have a conversation with me. And all this stuff came up where he was like, I've been walked on before. I'm not okay, walked I appreciate on now. that. Right? Yeah, and I so like he's that. like, you know, the last girl walked on me and I was like, and I said to him, it's so sad that whatever the last person did to you, you're bringing right here. Right. Because I'm, I'm not hurt. And missing out on an opportunity because what if you're like, you know, you're the one. He's missing out on all these opportunities, which Even if it's not me, like he's like, treating, this is how he's treating people. And he's yeah, like, exactly. And he basically was like, is like proud that he has his guard up because he's been walked on too many times and he's not going to be walked on again. And... For me, it was incredibly helpful because I think I would have gone back and been upset about this guy for a while. I was upset for about 24 hours and then I was done. Okay. I was over it. And I think forcing that conversation helped me get closure where I was like, okay, you've got a lot of issues. Yeah. And he even said to me, I remember he said, you make me realize that I'm not the man I want to be. And I said, hey, we're, you know, we're well into our 30s. Like, is that something you want to work on? Because if you're telling me, hey, I really like you and I know I need to work on this, like that's one thing. We right. can, then then there's a path forward. And um, I said, do you want to work on this? And he said, no. <laughs> so, he, so he said to me, you're making me realize I'm not the man I want to be and I don't want to feel that way. And I don't, like, but he didn't want to change. And I was right. like, cool, cool, cool. Also, he's a 40-year-old NASA scientist, just so we're okay. clear. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just wild because, like, on the outside, he, like, has everything together. Of course he does. But then once you get to the yeah. root of it, a la sleeping over, not yeah, letting and then, you sleep in. Yeah, and in that same conversation, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm truncating that conversation was an hour. You know, he starts talking about his childhood trauma, and I'm like, all right, this is not about okay. me. May you know I ask I mean? how many how many times you guys have hung out before that moment, by the way? This is, like, six to eight weeks. Okay. I, have, I actually have stand-up about how, like, six to eight weeks... Um, is when a uh, man's true colors come out. So every man puts on a good front for about six to eight weeks. Yeah. Six to eight weeks in, something happens. I think I even made that no, joke right, to him. Right about that. Then, there's, I call, yeah. there's a thing yeah. called two months, two months, um, yeah. like two weeks, two months, and then it goes on from there. Like in the second week, people start acting. You can see the true colors from that. So that's yeah, the real thing. Yeah, because before that, he's really, you know, lovely and polite. And um, listen, you don't know me, but like, and maybe I'm very trusting. Like mm-hmm. you, if I had a home, could come over right now and sleep over if there you need you to. Go. You know See what that? I mean? Yeah. You know what? But Allison, I'm going so like, to decline on that now because your house is underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Don't I'm come okay up. With that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like I, I just feel 
I mean, of course, I'm biased because I'm me, but I'm like, you can obviously trust me in my home, in, trust me in your home. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, well, six, especially six, after eight six, eight weeks, weeks in, that's, yeah. if you don't trust mm-hmm. me in your home, right. like, there's something big. And I, I, by the end of that closure conversation, I really felt sorry for him, you know, because he has some stuff to work through and he's clearly traumatized from other relationships. But like, if he's telling me he's not going to, he doesn't want to work through it. Yeah. Then well, like, then right. that's the way I it was, see it. It's it like, was sad. Yeah. And he's going to be alone the rest of his life. If he does, I mean, well, if he's yeah, in his you know, Hopefully he gets it together, but you know, cause I don't think he was a bad guy. Okay. He just didn't yeah. want to do it right then. And he, there. Yeah. He did not yeah. want to do it. Yeah. yeah. I think you put him yeah. on the spot and called him out on the shit. He's like, damn it. But no, that's I, why conversation is yeah. great. And you know, he was so uncomfortable that whole conversation, but you know, selfishly I was like, Oh, I understand now because right. before that I was like I don't understand what's happening right so how many times did you get were you really nudged every time that you were over there then in theory though you know what I mean before so, you finally went wait a minute yeah so there was like a there was it was 16 weeks and there was like a bunch of factors so that like my parents were visiting but like he had visitors so we, we it was the first time we actually hung out on a weekend gotcha and the sleepover was Got a possibility it. okay but like to be clear we were sleeping together at that point it yeah. was just like it was always I don't know it was like a weeknight so you know weeknights it makes more sense where you're like because you know, everybody has to get up and like, go yeah everybody's you know get up I mean? and go mm-hmm. but it was the first weekends and I was like so can I sleep in? It was like a rhetorical question. You Did he even bring I mean? you? No, well, no, you wanted to like, sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say he didn't bring you coffee or anything, but I forgot you're the one who wanted to sleep in. So. Yeah, I've had other men who, like, literally the first time I sleep over, this one guy was like, I, I left it. He had to go for some reason. Oh, yeah, he worked in events, so he worked on weekends. And he was like, I have to wake up in the morning. I'm leaving a key for you. Love have it. coffee ready. Yeah. Like, and that was the first, you know, I mean, we didn't know each other that well, but frankly, that's how you should behave if you're trying to I agree with you, especially <laughs> if you're inviting someone to your home. Unless yeah. you say, look, you know what, we're doing this, but I, I'm not really comfortable with people staying If you night, think I'm time, so crazy as to do something to... The, the interesting thing is when I told my, my girlfriends that this happened, they said, what was he hiding that you couldn't be there alone? And I was like, that didn't even occur to me. Right. But, but like, apparently it was, yeah. who knows, with that case, it's probably nothing because you talked to him. So, yeah, yeah, but what yeah, if you would have just left yeah, yeah. and not known anything? Yeah. Now that you think, if you think I'm so crazy as to search your home while you're not there, why wouldn't I be crazy enough to search your home while you're asleep? You know what I mean? Like, you're not gaining anything by kicking me out in the morning. Right. Also, I already told you I'm an insomniac. Like, but let's I, be, I could do all the damage yeah. I want while you're right but there. But hold up, hold okay? up. Let's be honest, though. Like, a lot of people, when you're left, alone what do we do we do a little bit of snooping around just I a little don't. bit i do all my snooping you know? right in front of people <laughs> if, I, if i ever well but but on all seriousness i love exploring people's apartments and learning right. about them like uh, someone invites me over i immediately am like oh what books on your bookshelf yeah one of my favorites. But, but that's though, one of my things. You know? There's a show where someone goes, Hey, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and when I'm in the bathroom, I'm gonna look through your medicine oh, I cabinet. I don't, I no, don't. No, just as a joke, do. though. No, this is a joke on a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, they go, he goes, Where's the bathroom? She goes, it's over. He goes, Well, in the meantime, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then I'm gonna look in your medicine cabinet. But it's yeah. like a funny joke yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yes, because that's what people do. I mean, I don't do, do that. I don't do that. I mean, I, I, I have no need to. That feels weird. Yeah, I don't do that, but this is that's why it's a joke. The medicine cabinet because people like it almost like, what pills is he on? You know, oh, look at that. Yeah, but also if he's on pills, that means he's 
doing the work. He's seeing a psychiatrist. He's getting help. He's on the pills. If he has no pills, then you should be concerned. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, and, and maybe. And, maybe. and he's got a tick at the same time, right? Yeah. It, it's just... Anyway, so that's a long-winded story about me. I wonder if he'll listen to this. That'd be funny. Uh, he, he probably... He needs to probably... <laughs> he needs to listen to some care. of this stuff. It's all true. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of people need to work their shit out. But yeah. you're right, though. There's a lot of people in the like that we start going up and then one of the things I tell people, I go, we miss a lot of red flags because we give a lot of people a lot of benefit of the doubt. That's the main thing as well. So. What I find tough is, should we? Because I think we should give people the benefit of the doubt, but then you ignore red flags. And so I'm always struggling with like, what is that balance right. between, because people always say like, oh, especially about men, they say, believe what he tells you, right? Because mm. men will say like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm a bad texter. And it's like, okay, so he's like, probably not emotionally available. He's like, not good at communicating. Right. I don't know that that's a bad example, but like people like believe him and then you want, you know, you want to like, yeah, you know, but you're right on that. Though. I, I, finally, flags right. But I don't think, I don't think what you just said right there, like you just said, like I'm a bad texter. I have this thing where I, where I tell a lot of women, I say, look, I go guys, when you start dating someone, especially yeah. guys, we have, um, we have an automatic out. Yeah. And so when we, when we put like, I'm a bad texter or I work late. Well, or, okay. I'm I had busy, one guy who said, know? I read attached and I am avoidant, but I'm working on being secure. Okay. He told Is you that this. A red flag? Wait, he told you this? Yeah, he told me that. On the first day. Yeah, okay. First well, I think on that note. So it's like, well, you told me you're avoidant. Right. And so that's the guy I was thinking about because then, like, he disappeared for two days. You know what I mean? It's like, you told me you're avoidant. He's actually a friend of mine now, so I feel bad talking about him. But. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so if he knows though. So, knows. question then if he's a friend now, yeah. so is, was it true? Was he was he trying to really work on his stuff? Now yeah, that he's yeah, a yeah. I, think, I think he's working on it, but is he there? I don't know. Okay, because that's what I wanted to know about benefit of the doubt. You know, that's something yeah. where it dep- I feel like it depends on the energy. But also, when someone gets a red flag, yeah. I feel like, you know what, when you get that mm, the first time, if it happens again, you need to pick up the signs. Right. Yeah, everyone gets a pass the first time okay. because you're okay. because first time it's pass, right because time. it's like saying you know, like someone saying you know like well oh, just they, they, fool me once yeah, right exactly yeah, but yeah, but if it does this to you and you go okay well let's see if that happens again and half a second and then it's like okay now you need to pick up on those get, pick up those flags or I'll put yeah, it in pocket yeah, yeah, and run, yeah, yeah, run you know yeah there's this TikToker I wish I remembered his name but he's amazing he just stitches with other people's videos where they like explain some kind of red flag and he just stitches and he's waving a giant red flag <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> The way he, I ruins it. When he does it, it's great. When it pops up for you, please enjoy. It's a useless story. Are you enjoying this? Is everyone having fun? I have no home. Okay, what? Yeah. yeah. So where do you go from here now that there's no home? You go to your friend's <laughs> house, by the way? Well, you know, before you hate me too, you know, or before you not hate me, before you feel sorry for me, I, um, I have a friend with an incredible, beautiful home in Venice. So I'm there for a week. And okay. then I have another friend who's out of town through February 11th. So I... I, it worked out. Yeah, well, right. I am. I have wonderful friends. I really okay. do. I have incredible friends. It's very interesting, actually, to see who your friends are when yeah, something like this happens. Of course. Because I had a, a couple friends in particular where I texted them and they showed up in five minutes. Like, Love one of them that. was like, I'm in Santa Monica right now. I'll be there in five minutes. Another yeah. one lives nearby. I mean, they were there immediately. And then there are some people where I'm like, Oh, I know you know what's happened, and I still haven't heard from you. And I thought we were good friends because I'm not even saying you have to step up and do stuff. Right, Everybody's just busy, but say like something. the people who aren't even like, oh, I saw, like I posted on Instagram, like my living room ceiling on my floor. Okay, I got to look at this. I didn't look at that. <laughs> yeah, also. well, now it's gone as my okay. story, but you know, you can see as well. I, I will. So anyway, I thought it was a good friend in particular. Where I'm like, he watched the whole story <laughs> and still said nothing, and has said nothing. 
Right. You know what I mean? Wow. That, yeah, yeah. See, so that's, that's little, the wrong guilt. It's, it's like, I want to, it's like, just reach out and say, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, it's I'm been sorry a little upsetting, it. the people who haven't, but I have, I have amazing friends. I mean, the, uh, to be honest, the number of people who heard, saw my story or whatever, and reached out and offered me their home is incredible. Like, that's I've great. probably had 20 to 30 offers in various parts of the country. <laughs> But, um, so, I would have taken but, someone, but, yeah, up, yeah I would have gone probably the farthest in if that's the case. Then. If yeah. you got all your stuff in order, take that farthest, like, you know, that, hey, you can use my place. What, you're in the Hamptons? What, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I, you know, I had big goals for December and getting stuff done and, you know, working on strategy, taking just like a little step back from shows over the holidays and working on stuff, and I've gotten zero work done. But, um, but yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I'm very lucky, which I think is also um, an important point for this show, which is, I think, the relationship that a lot of us don't talk about enough is friendships. Yeah. And I mean that sincerely. <clears throat> I have incredible friends. I feel that my life is better because of them. I am, despite being single for years and years and years, I am not lonely. Like, I have a really... you got a good support system around you. ...great life. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, if I need something, like, really need something, I have a ton of people that would drop and help me out. And so that... That has been, you know, the silver lining this week. Yeah, Yeah, I can see that about you. It's like, you know, like I said, I I always feel like sometimes the reason why I asked you to want to go back to your dating situation. It's like, you know, if you're if you're fine right now on your own, because I know you have a lot of stuff going on, you know, and you're really busy and things like that. And sometimes your support group or your friends is enough. Yeah. You know, that's just enough. It's not like you're out there. Yes, you might get lonely here and there because, you know, whatever you need, I want the male commander, whatever it may be. But. But you have a great support system. You have a great group of friends around you. And that sometimes trumps everything else at the moment in time of your life right now. So, yeah. Because yeah. they're all going to be gone when you start dating someone. You know that, right? No. <laughs> no, I'm in mean, a joke. You know, in a joke you know, people go. Because I hate that. You know what? Then they go, God, where did Allison go? She's going to be mad. She disappeared for all. But everyone Those people are dead though. to me. Those right. people are dead to me. Like, honestly, I've had friends that have done that. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point in my life where if that's the way you treat friendship, we're not friends. Right. Like, but it, I also think yeah. that everyone has that honeymoon phase where you need that little bit of time with that person. You put into that person. But you also yeah. need to learn yes, how to no, still I have, have friends, individual yeah, life. Because you know? I have friends who have met someone and I've been worried, like, oh, are they going to be gone now? And they're not. Like, there's right. so many people who And that's that that's awesome. Still. Right. Because yeah. they, they, they know how to balance it out. They, yeah. It's a balance, you know. Yeah. I agree and with some of my friends, you know, I've watched them meet amazing people. And now their husbands or wives are my good friends who text me separately. And, we, you know what I mean? So that's no problem. But it's very interesting. I mean, the thing that's interesting about getting older and dating is, like, you're also witnessing, as we discussed, mm-hmm. shit. You're witnessing people get divorced, right? Yeah. And so, like, to me, being single, like... I used to be sad about it and I'm not anymore because I, I have a great life and you witness how much the fairy tale isn't real. So I think you spend a lot of time wanting the fairy yeah. tale. Then you get to an age where you're like, the fairy tale isn't real and actually I'm having a great time. See, you know I, what I, I mean? love that you so, said that. I love because that's what I, I did on my on my stay in your dating lane show. Like I said, I told people yeah. that sometimes the people get blinded by the fairy tale and that's not real. You know, it's like you have to really come back down to earth and you know you can sprinkle all these little things in there to make your life a fairy tale of yeah. you know a happy life. Yeah. But don't go out there and just have this vision of like this is my fantasy because you know yeah. you need to notch it down a little bit. And, and the black things man, I have people where I have one friend where she, before she got divorced, she was, she said, I'm in a prison of my own design. And I was like, holy shit. And I just felt so free. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just like, I do shows, I rock climb, like I have a great life. And I think to some extent, even though I'm on a dating podcast and I run a dating show, to some extent, I think we're too obsessed with dating. Yeah. And it's like, have you built a great life for yourself? Right. Especially as people get older. Yeah. Don't forget about that too. You know, it's a great community Mm -hmm. of great, you know, I've 
again, rock climbing has been like this incredible thing in my life. That's you know, great. I tried surfing recently. I was like, this is cool. You know, I'm just having a great time. Yeah. And I think that the same way we can look at the same way we can watch rom-coms and appreciate and love the romance, I don't think we spend enough time appreciating and loving the freedom and the lives we can build for ourselves. Right. Like, you wake up every day um, in your home, you asshole. No, you have a house. <laughs> but you wake up every day and it's, we're in a fucking choose-your-own-adventure every goddamn day. Right. We're in a choose-your-own-adventure book. And how? what are you doing with it? You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's been interesting also, like, having... Um, not not just like the housing thing that I've been joking about, but when you have certain like sort of little tragedies in your life and you take a look at your life and it's it's nice that when those things happen to me, I, I love the life that I've built. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but I think that like single people, you're okay. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're well, listening, you're, you're okay. You're okay. You should right. spend an equal amount of time trying to date, swiping, going out there, doing what you need to do, but you should spend an equal amount of time um, I don't even want to say working on yourself. So I'm just like, I think people lose the the part of like having fun. Well, like let me just, I, right. You know? So <laughs> going off of what you're saying right there, like, you know, not that, yeah. like you said, it's not about really saying like, you know, yes, you need to work on loving yourself, but she's not saying that. What she's saying is like, right, right, you know, right. you just need to be secure with who you are and do what the fuck you want to do. You know what I mean? It's like, and not have to worry I about, think you need to be scaring yourself and thrilling yourself and mm-hmm. trying new things. I know it's very, very cliche, but like, and it's not do. cliche. It's I not think though, because a lot of people just like watch, TV all day and right, they right. do but, comfort things but once again not... it's sometimes it's the pressure that two things happen I feel like people yeah. put too much pressure on themselves yeah. and that takes away from them being that dynamic like you're saying though yeah. because I mean I'm like... also an asshole and this just one girl's opinion <laughs> and you should completely ignore me like I think and her house, house shut down guys her yeah house and I don't down, even have so. a home like yeah. don't listen to me yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking yeah. about you know why the you know wicked witch like, well, she got hit by that brick like, building yeah you know I deserved it it's true it's true it's karma yeah what did I do did she do? I did something wrong, you know. No, you didn't. Yeah, I made wrong. that guy Just... sit down and have a conversation with me. That's what I'm house <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. all both of the one. Yeah. All right, Allison. Well, this has been amazing. You've been an amazing guest. Like, I'm definitely gonna have Thank to have you. you back on the show. Oh, I'd love to come back. Thank this is you. so much fun because we could just go with like so many direct, different directions yeah. with this. I know it was a low bar, but you were the highlight of my week. Oh, <laughs> see, I'm I'm very happy to be that person. For it. it just happened to work out just really well, and so I'm really yeah. grateful that you came on my show. I'm really really excited about what you have for your future going on because this little blip that just happened with the house falling out, it's just a sign that, you know, you're just moving on and doing bigger, better things. Yeah, I'm going to get a bigger, better house. Exactly. With that big <laughs> ass check you can only get, girl. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you know? that is, yeah, I better get a fucking check from this. You're yeah, like, you're like, gonna what? Be, you're like yeah. wait, this was all my, um, like, renters and insurance? Like, damn. It's like, yeah. Well, it's not just the renters insurance. I think the whole building is suing. Well, that's, yeah. that's a definite that, must because there's yeah, more than just that. That's, that's, now you're tied in emotional and all these other things. So that, that's definitely class action. Yeah. Right there for sure so and, and, so, if, and if I was the landlord I would just fess up and just get on it right now get ahead of it because it could go really bad yeah it's so, wild yeah. it's wild yeah well yeah. I hope it's a big company take them down <laughs> <laughs> alright guys well, this is Allison Goldberg Allison please plug what you have going on for us please I know we talked about a lot of things but what's coming up next yeah. for you so follow me at Ali underscore Goldie A-L-L-I underscore G-O-L-D-I across platforms because no matter when you listen to this podcast I will be plugging whatever I'm working on <laughs> on my social media Ali underscore Goldie How to Break Up by Text comes out February 14th and my next Love Isn't Blind mm-hmm. is January 12th in San Francisco Great. Um, I'm taking a little break in LA because pff, I don't have a home uh, <laughs> but I'll be the next LA one is probably going to be February 17th and also awesome. if you just want Love Isn't Blind info you can go to loveisn'tblind.co 
Yeah, well, you guys, you heard her. Check that all out. Check out her Instagram. Check out all of her social. And please go to her website. Oh, Alison That's, That's your what yeah, I should the really website. say. It's yeah. just like yeah. central. AlisonGoldberg.com. Yeah. And just filter from there. And guys, you can find me at FetchSport on Instagram or all social media and all the rest of me, www.dating-intelligence.com. And uh, that's our show today. And Allison, you've been an amazing co-host today. And guys, uh, I want to thank Connor and um, you know the House of Cocot for having us here Hi. today. <laughs> I love the fact that he's both of our producers and does all the videography. Yourself, yeah, I so. have no idea. So, why was he not connecting us sooner? This little asshole yeah, is making faces he's, out there. He's like, I'm keeping you're lucky you're cute, Connor. Myself. You're lucky you're cute. <laughs> All right, guys, it's another episode, and we are out.